0: Welcome to Raw and Radiant, the podcast that ignites your spirit and empowers your soul. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey? Here we give other women permission to embrace their truth, to find the courage to choose themselves first. Because guess what? You are not alone. This podcast is your guiding light, unveiling the path to self-discovery and discovering your soul's deep desires. It's time to realize that you are so worthy of living a life you've always dreamed of. Together we'll shed light on what truly sets your soul on fire and give you a massive permission slip to choose you. With Soul-Led Conversations, we aim to impact millions of lives. We're here to inspire you to live your authentic story with zero regrets. We believe that real change happens when you're being held in a safe space of love and support. We will be walking alongside you shoulder to shoulder and encouraging you to be bold in the face of fear join us in this massive journey of empowerment and courage together we'll illuminate your inner spark empowering you to embrace the radiant light within and show you how magical you are it's time to unleash your potential and make a difference in this world are you ready to step into the raw and radiant version of you Welcome, welcome to Raw and Radiant. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am here with my soul sister, my friend, and my breathwork mentor, Jessica Walla, one half of The Healing Couple. But I just want to acknowledge that generally, Jess and Corey, The Healing Couple, they do podcasts together, and I had this intuitive knowing that I wanted to have Jess on my show as as Jessica showing up fully in herself showing up fully in her rawness and sharing her story because it's fucking powerful and and a recent new moon ceremony in San Diego that we went to together that filled my heart while I was there but also witnessing like her courage to step forward and to step forth and to having a bigger role and having a bigger voice and really stepping into her gifts of what Hersel has come here to do. So I just want to thank you so much for being here. It is such a full circle moment. And I don't even know the dates that we first met. I think it was back in 2019, 2018, potentially. But I just want you to like just drop in some love and, and say hi.
1: Mm, well, hi. And thank you so much for having me on. And also just creating this beautiful space to, you know, just to share, to connect, to empower other women. Like I am already, I've already got tears in my eyes. My pits are already sweaty. My like, I'm just like, I can feel the fire like in my body right now, just like being here. And I am so excited for what gets to come through. I'm so excited to be with you. Yeah. Because we, we, I think we, it was 2019 that we had connected and What a journey it's been ever since, and here we go,
0: baby. Here we go. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Thank you, Jess. So just a little bit bit of background. So Jess and I first met in 2018 at Sojourn Yoga Studio in Bankers Hill when I had the bold courage to step forth into something unknown to me. So Jorn was offering breathwork sessions, breathwork workshops on Sunday evenings. And I had made a promise to myself to step outside of my comfort zone to do something completely different, signed up for this yoga class or this breathwork class on the Sunday evening. And I'll just share a little bit about that because it's such a powerful interaction that I had within me of driving to sojourn Yoga Studio and witnessing my mind being stuck in the what was familiar, what was known into the box. And my whole body going yes let's go yes let's go, and walking up the stairs to Sojourn and just to paint the pictures. Sojourn had has these beautiful brick wa- brick wall and some really vibey plants and like the space was so nurturing and so inviting at the time at their former location, and I knew like there was such a powerful presence within that space that. My, like I said, my intuition, my guts, my soul was saying, yes, let's go. My mind was like holding me back. But I noticed myself checking into the class and walking in and I'm like, oh, holy shit. There's like 40 other people in here. What the hell have I just gotten myself into, right? I mean, you guys were packing the studio at the time when I witnessed this class and I sat down next to this beautiful human and she made me feel so at home that I really relaxed and I was able to tap into this hour-long class with you and Corey and really experience the power of breath work and that was the time where I witnessed myself just levitating and vibrating and I left that studio like fully on fire within my being and to drop into the space too like I'm cancer I'm full-on water sign I have cancer and Pisces and like Going, I lived in Coronado at the time. So, going back over the bridge, feeling the power of San Diego Bay coming up underneath me and full, full October, full moon coming up over Tijuana, I was like full body chills. This is something I have to have in my life. And, like, I know I came up to you, Jess, at that time and said to you, I'm like, hey, do you guys do anything virtual? Because I'm moving to Costa Rica. And you're like, no, we don't do anything virtual right now. We're just all in person. I was like heartbroken, literally heartbroken. So fast forward a little bit, like the beauty of the vid that happened is that we all learned how to do Zoom and we tackled Zoom all together. But when I moved to Costa Rica, like I know I was in this immersion with you and Corey being held in the sacred space of breathwork and so many shifts happened within me that This powerful modality allowed me to witness my soul trapped behind the iron bars and also allowed me to witness the growth that I was able to choose me and to come home to me and to say, I'm never going to abandon myself. So I have such profound love and deep respect for you and Corey that you were in that journey of my life with me. And no judgments no expectations you just allowed me to evolve and you kept holding the space of sacred safety that my soul was able to come online and it has been such a gift so first I just want to thank you deeply you and Corey for just being that conduit for me to really emerge as the person that I am now so eh. gratitude
1: so received you know, I'll I'll never, I'll never forget you coming to that, that class at Sojourn. And I I feel like that was like a moment that it was kind of like one of those, like, what the fuck moments, like what the fuck just happened? (laughs) And, and I'm so glad that you like listened to and followed that call of like, okay, I need this in my life. Not knowing what that necessarily means or what that's going to look like, probably having no idea that that was going to lead to becoming a facilitator Uh of work and like sharing this and like then traveling the country and sharing this with so many incredible humans and sharing your light like but it was just like answering that call and then it led to another and another and another it was just like literally one breath at a time like leading you to where you are now and it is I mean the honor is like all mine I feel that you know that I got to that I continue to be just a part of the the journey with you like through every every evolution and, I just I just love you so much. And I like I I'm, I'm grateful that you allowed me and Corey to just witness you in your rawness and also in in your radiance. I think this podcast name is so perfect for you. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Fully received you. Thank you for the love. And yeah, I just want to. No. And I want my viewers and my listeners to know like that is the story that we get to evolve through is that we get to choose ourselves and we get to come home to ourselves and really allow our essence to shine through in our rawness and our vulnerability. And I know there's such a powerful story that gets to be impact impacted in this episode with you and your story into breathwork. So with that, like, you know, sharing a little bit about the gifts that it has been able to allow me to transform and to live the life of my dreams and to be a breathwork facilitator thanks to you and Corey and travel the country in my van full-time with Olivia and like share this huge ripple like I facilitated at van festivals and RV festivals and retreats and in person and on on the zoom and like it has been such a gift i never thought the first day that i walked into that breathwork session that this would that this is what where i would be so take my listeners if you would to your first time experiencing breathwork i know your story is so powerful and there's so many things that i would love for you to share in your honest and your vulnerability knowing that you are a conduit for other women and your journey and your story too
1: yeah yeah. Thank you. And let's travel back a little bit. Let's go, let's go on a journey to, to the past. And there was a moment too, like, just like you shared when you walked into, you know, into sojour into the studio and feeling like your mind is like, okay, kind of like, what are we getting into? We're like, uh, eh, whatever was coming up in the mind. But the body, the soul knew. I'm ready for this. Like my soul, this is what my soul needs right now. And it doesn't necessarily make sense. I definitely had that moment as well, walking into a room, having no idea what I was myself into. And that happened in 2011. I was in college at the time and breath work, yoga, meditation was being offered on my college campus. I went to the University of Wisconsin and they were actually doing research on the power of this work. that. Yeah look at students and their stress levels let's look at their their grades all these different things before they experience breath work and all of these things that were in this five-day workshop that was a part of and then where are they at after and then where are they at three months after that and Mm -hmm. so they're offering this these modalities to the students which is like looking back I'm like that was such a gift that was so incredible but even we'll rewind a little bit farther back. So that was in 2011, when I first experienced, I'll get to that in a moment. But back in 2009, so two years prior to that, I was a freshman in college. So I was, you know, freshman on campus. And I was very much under a lot or put a lot of pressure on myself to succeed academically. And I had for pretty much all of my my schooling years. Like I was always at the top of my class and like I was always expected to be great mm-hmm. academically. Mm-hmm. And, and so it just became like just an expectation. It just became like that's just what Jeff does. So I had to perform under that no matter what it took. And what that really looked like was a lot of all-nighters, a lot of just like lack of sleep, a lot of stress and just constantly going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And my freshman year of college, a couple months in, I ended up one night, I went to bed. It was probably 2 or 3 a.m., which was very typical for me. And I would get maybe five hours of sleep. Like that Mm -hmm. was for me. Mm -hmm. And I went to sleep and Sometime in the middle of the night, I ended up having my first seizure. I had a grand mal seizure. And I didn't know it because it was in my sleep. But my roommate, we had we had bunk beds in our dorm room, and my roommate heard something and she was like, That's not just like snoring. Like, you know, she kept yelling my name, but then she knew something was really wrong because I wasn't responding. And so she jumped off the top bunk flipped the lights on, and she said it was absolutely horrifying what she experienced and saw. a witness. And so she ran down the hallway, got our RA, was banging on the door, you know, middle of the night, and they called the paramedics. They called 911. And all I remember very vaguely was waking up in my dorm room in the middle of the night to about 10 paramedics in my tiny little dorm room. Mm. And I was like, I'm like, so confused. Like, why are you here? What time is it? What's going on? And they told me that I had had a seizure. And I was just so confused because I was like, I thought you have epilepsy. I was like, no, like what, what's going on here? I, and I didn't believe them, but I was very much like in a haze. I I was very confused at what was going on. And a lot of this, my roommate had to tell me about after the fact, because my memory was so blurred. Um, But they took me to the hospital and I was just sitting in a hospital bed for a couple of hours until I really came back to. Mm -hmm. And I just came back to my dorm room later that day. They sent me me home. My body was very sore from the seizure because I was so tense for quite a few minutes. And I was I started being so exhausted like my body was just so fatigued. And they just they just sent me home and they're like, you know, just that's that's that. And because I didn't have a history of epilepsy. And so they're just like, oh, well, you, you should be fine. Maybe it's just a fluke. So that's what I thought. So I just kept going. Right. I kept going. And then I had a few months later, my second seizure. Same thing in my sleep. Mm. And so then they knew, OK, then there's something. there might be something to this. They, they did a lot of tests and whatnot. And what they after the third one, and then I had one months later again, after the third one, they said, you know, they diagnosed me officially with epilepsy and they said that the causes
0: were sleep deprivation and high stress. Which 90% of our society is in, right? And it takes that awareness of your body to go, hey, I'm shutting you down. Yeah. 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 I mean, my body was literally like shaking, convulsing
1: to wake me up to this is yeah. not what you can't keep operating this way. This needs to stop. This is not sustainable. This is not, this is not thriving at all. Mm-mm. But yet I didn't at that time, that woman didn't know any other way. Right. That version of me knew no other way. So I still kept going. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: is that I was looking to my neurologist. I was looking to the team of doctors for answers and what to do. They told me sleep deprivation and high stress yet what was the answer what was the solution it was a pill they put me on they put me on a you know on a on a drug and they just said hey take this twice a day and keep going so there was no conversation about the stress mm-hmm. there was no conversation about how I was living my life and 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 bringing this on to myself in a way mm-hmm. there was no talk of that it was here's the pill mm-hmm. keep going Mm
0: -hmm. let's just mask it
1: exactly yeah change anything Mm -hmm. so of course i'm still stressed i'm still not sleeping i'm not taking care of myself because i really truly didn't know how to Mm -hmm. and yes was i free of seizures yes thanks to medication but that was that's not true health. no my friends started to to notice like how stressed out i was and and so they're like, you should, you should try breath work. And they were all really getting into it, doing these workshops on campus. And they were like loving it. And I could see how happy they were. I could see how calm they were. Mm-hmm. Like they had a different approach to life. And so I thought, okay, there's something to this. But I kept putting it off because like, I don't have time for that. i got to study. I've got to do crazy, right? I'm a busy mm-hmm. college student. I'm trying to live my best college life, all mm-hmm. of working multiple jobs, like, all of it so there came a time where a really dear friend said you really need to do this yeah and so i said okay when's the next one and i signed up for it and i had no idea what i was getting myself into i grew up in the midwest up mm-hmm. in, in wisconsin and and like this even like yoga was not a thing like i never experienced yoga meditation any of it so i was really like in for a treat
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I walk in and there were about 40 people taking part in this five-day workshop. And the second day was when we did breathwork. And I'll never forget, you know, all the lights turn off. We're in this dark room. I'm laying next to people that I had just met. I didn't know anybody, right? And we're laying down and we're, we're going through this guided breathwork experience. And it was like about an hour. And... I was so in my head most of the time because mm-hmm. it's just like overthinking. And I was like, what
0: are we doing? I, I had nothing to compare it to. I'd never had any. Nice. Like so my mind's like, what? And the and the mentality that you were in too is you need to be perfect at doing it. You need to do it right or you won't succeed. Exactly. Yeah. It's
1: just like everything with school, mm-hmm. which is like everything at my jobs. So it was just like everything that I was doing to like be able to land like you know a top role in like a top psychology lab like that's like the track I was on is like can I go to the best you know grad school you know get into the best program land you know an epic you know research position in a psychology lab like you know it was just like yeah that's striving I was doing that in breath work too and that's why Corey and I say that breath work is like a mirror for your life whatever shows up in breath work it's probably showing up in some area of your life so yes that perfectionist was coming out (laughs) Yeah. And I was overthinking the breathing. Mm -hmm. So when I came out, hey, I I definitely felt a, a better. I felt more calm because I was doing it. But I'll never forget at the end when, you know, the people in the room were sharing their experiences and people were having like profound breakthroughs and just seeing all these crazy colors and visions. And they felt so powerful and in their body and so expansive. And I was like, Huh. Like, well, where did I go? go. Yeah, where did they go? But <laughs> <laughs> you were doing the
0: breath. I was just like, whoa, how stupid. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. But it it made me realize, okay, there's definitely something to this. And if I just really let go and surrender, that is possible for me too. Yeah. So I might as well give it another shot. Mm-hmm. So I came back the next day. I don't know if I would have, to be honest with you, but I came back because we're doing breathwork again. And that is when my whole life changed because I surrendered. I was like, okay, I know what to do. Let go of doing it right. Let go of the pretenses and how you think all of that and just breathe. And I did. And halfway through, I just started laughing no mm. I'm 21 years old like laying on the ground and like oh my god this is better than any like party any drinking anything <laughs> I've experienced where I thought I was having like an awesome time, <laughs> this is like a thousand times that like oh yeah shit, right yeah yeah and I just I was like I have no idea why I'm laughing but then the other people started joining me and laughing with me and I was just like my whole body just vibrating and radiating with joy. And then I heard this voice that said, this is what true happiness feels like. That's goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I I go back to that moment, I feel it again. I feel it right now. Because before breath work, all I knew was happiness from other people. I knew happiness from the 4.0. I knew happiness from you know, from from men being attracted to me or, you know, complimenting me. I knew happiness from my parents saying that they were proud of me for some achievement. I knew happiness from doing really well at a volleyball game or, you know, track meet. Like, that's what I thought,
0: you know, was happiness. Yeah, that external validation from other people, seeking your self-worth and your self-approval from everyone else. And, like, my, my question for you, Jess, too, is, like, before that breathwork session when was the last time you laughed right mm-hmm. because that expectation to do 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 and go 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 and and high achieving like when was the last time you had actually laughed like that i mean the last time i laughed like that was probably when like superficially
1: i was like feeling all good like going out to a party right and like getting drunk I was like oh this is like amazing and like laughing with my friends but like was that really happiness <laughs> No. yeah and even like in the laughter, it's like oh like having to like be the the loudest loudest one like having to like you know feel like I have to like overcompensate even with like expressing joy and like being positive and keeping up this persona of being this happy perfect and put together woman yeah and it was just like I in that breathwork journey, I just broke through all of that because like that's that's exhausting happiness. Yes, for for sure, sure. is like life giving happiness. Yeah, and there's a big difference. And I finally got to experience that in that moment, and that carried forward. I I left and I felt like I was floating. I was I went to go buy groceries after that. I'll never forget walking to the grocery store, the grocery store that I went to every single week. You know, like buying groceries might not be the most fun thing to do, right? It's just grocery shopping. But like, I walked in, and the automatic doors opened up, and I it mm. felt like the doors of like heaven opened. It was just like, right? Everything just looked so clear, and I was just like, wow, like life, life looks so different. Yet it was the same grocery store, but I was seeing it from a whole new lens. Yeah, and I was like, this, this is this is living. This is living. And from then on I was absolutely hooked with breath work and I and I kept I haven't looked back since. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, what a gift. I mean, A for an University of Wisconsin to be able to offer that, like really seeing that, okay, is this value in our students? Like that is a gift in itself because I know here in like currently right now at this recording, I'm in Northern California, you're in Southern California, and like it is it is popular here to do these different modalities. But in Wisconsin and at a school where in 2009, like that is not necessarily known. That is like something woo woo. But like, what a gift for them to offer that and to do the study on students shifting. And then also, like, I see like when you laughed, when you laughed in that second breathwork session, like there was just this hardened shell that just like cracked down the middle and you were like, you're raw and you're open, right? You're ready to receive and like to go to the grocery store and witness like the doors opening to heaven, and also like that's a new you, like seeing things and that present awareness of the new you now. Like we live in this society that's constantly going, going, going and doing, and that that external validation, that external self worth from other people, our jobs, our 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 the car we drive, the house we live in but also like never being in the present moment to acknowledge those grocery store doors opening a different lens. Like that's pure fire right there. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to add too, like, this is literally something that you do with your own breath. This is no psychedelics. This is no drugs. This is no weed. This is no alcohol, nothing. Like this is something that you're in your whole body is in eight innately wise to do on its own and to gift you this transformation thousand percent yeah it's more powerful
1: than than any pill than any drug than any outside you know person it's it's you it's you you are the healer you you have the medicine Mm -hmm. inside of you and in speaking of medicine and pills me back to this the you know yep. the features right like so i was i was on medication for you know for almost two years at that point and having experienced breath work and making it a consistent practice i could feel my brain changing i could feel new neural pathways cre- you know being created i could feel there's such a shift in my focus in my memory like i I'll never forget after that, you know, after experiencing brother for the first time, I, I had final exams right after that and I crushed it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I crushed it and like, yeah. but, it, but with so much more ease than I ever had before. Before it was just like granny and da da da. But like, I was just in this state of like focus and flow and, and it was way more effortless. And I was like, wow, this is like a whole new way of you know of of achieving right like a whole new way of you know showing up academically but with the calm that i felt and how i could just feel i was shifting internally the next neurology checkup that i had i i i shared my my neurologist i was like i've been doing breathwork and meditation and i feel like this could be a a way for me to wean off of my medication mm-hmm. and especially because on my campus, there was research being done at the time that I was a student on the effects of meditation, specifically on the brain. There were a lot of neurology studies are being done, and so I was like, "There's something to this," and I, I was so excited to share with her. Yeah, and she immediately laughed at me, and she scoffed, and she—it was just kind of like, "Okay, like you—that's you, a little naive," and uh, just keep taking your medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take so it.
0: Yeah, yeah, keep taking it.
1: Yeah. She just sent me on my way. And I just remember feeling that there was this like light and this excitement when I came in. And then I felt like it was just so dimmed. Like I just contracted and felt so small. Like, oh, how stupid was that? Like, why would I, why would I share, like tell my neurologist and think that like, that would be a solution? It's like, no, it's just medication. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the only solution. And so I honestly felt, I I gave up a little bit. Yeah. her I burst. Yeah, and I I was like, okay, you know what? There there it, there are no other alternatives. Just take the medication and and like don't even you know go there.
0: This is this is my life now. This is what I have been given.
1: Yeah, this is this is yeah. my life, and just stay on this, and that that's that's your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, fast forward a couple years later, when I I met Corey. And so Corey's my partner and he's a naturopathic physician by trade. Mm -hmm. And early on in our relationship, he was like, he saw me taking this medication and he was like, how long have you been on that? And I was like, well, at this point, about like seven years. And he was like, that medication you shouldn't be on for more than like a year or two. Oh, shit. Well, there's a lot of side effects, and it really impacts the liver. I won't get too into it, but it, it, it impacts the liver. Like, there's a lot of long, especially long term effects. If he was like, "You gotta get off of that." But then, but I I went back to that checkup with my neurologist, and and feeling like, you know, well, there are no other alternatives. Yeah. You know? So yeah. what do you what do you mean? What what else would I do? And and he's like, "There's a way. There's a there's a way to heal." And so he really reinvigorated possibility,
0: mm-hmm. he put possibility into me and into my life. So I want to ask you, did you continue in those seven years after you left the University of Wisconsin? Did you continue breath work? I did, but I didn't do it
1: as consistently as I do it now. Like it was like a, it was it was there. But around that time in, in like 2016, 20, 2017, I there was like a like a second wave of breath work for me. And mm-hmm. it, what sparked that was me wanting to become a yoga teacher. I did yoga teacher training and through yoga teacher training I got actually deeper into breath work. Mm. It was like, yes, I want to be a yoga teacher, but it was like breath work was really, really my soul's purpose. And I thought it was yoga. Yeah. And so I went deeper than I ever had with breath work. Mm. And that's where I really started to heal on a greater level was with breath work and then in combination with two other main things to eventually come off of my medication, mm-hmm. which was one was cannabis mm-hmm. and we and Corey and I really we, we talked to a lot of different specialists, a lot of people that that grew cannabis like that made different tinctures, like really finding the best combination for the condition that I had. And so it was, it was one hell of a journey to try all these different oils, tinctures, edibles, like all these different combinations and the right strain and all of that for months on end. Uh, But it was with that breath work. And then also the final like piece of the puzzle, which I never expected was the water that I was drinking. Mm. so a lot of us the water that we're drinking is dead water yeah and so we met this beautiful couple at a conference that we were presenting at and facilitating breath work at Mm -hmm. and introduced us to this water system that we have now that is is has changed my life and it is alkaline, ionized water. It's microclustered. it's alive. It's absor- it, 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 it absorbs into the body. It actually hydrates your body unlike most water. We think we're hydrating, but we're not. And so in combination with those three things, I was able to fully come off of my medication. And I've been off of medication for the last five years without mm-hmm. grandma' seizure. Mm-hmm. What a gift. Yeah, it's a gift miracle.
0: Yeah, I want to ask you from the time that you had your third episode, your third siege, seizure, to you coming off your medication. Had you had any more seizures within that time when you are on the medication? I had, I had one or
1: two because mm-hmm. I did not take my medication. Really? So there was like a huge risk of when I don't take it. I was actually more at risk for another seizure. Mm. I was like I was on a trip or like I didn't have my medication with me. And so I went like just like three days without it. And it provoked a seizure.
0: So I love this story because there's this is where we get to tap into like the science part of it. If you would go into how like if somebody is If this is resonating with somebody and they're having some sort of seizures or they're having some some sort of something that they're witnessing, like they're taking this medication day in, day out. And like, is it an opportunity for them to try breathwork to see if they can get off their medication, you know, and and neither you or I or doctors. So like, it's definitely something to explore. But can you speak to that sciencey part that's generally Corey, but I know you know it, that is through breath work that allows us and allowed you to get off of off the medication yes
1: so two things that I really want to highlight here and this is just from my own personal experience because like you said I am not a doctor and everyone is different I you know I used to go to epilepsy support groups and even just under the umbrella of epilepsy so many people have different types of seizures have different frequencies of seizures, like it impacts them in different ways. And so this is just all I can share is my personal journey with it. And you have to take it with a grain of salt and see what's going to work for you. So I really want to emphasize that. And two things that I believe for me were so helpful is that breathwork has and meditation has the power to rewire your brain to create new neural pathways so that your brain can fire and wire in a new way. So when you have a seizure, your brain activity is overreactive. It's heightened. So your neurons are firing at like lightning speed. And that's what's causing, you know, the the convulsions and the reactions in the body. And so for me it was really important to find a way to this is the second piece: is to regulate my nervous system. Yeah, because my nervous system was so shocked and it was so overworked and in overdrive that my body was like, we have no other idea what to do other than express in this way through a seizure, right? Oh, so again, at that time I had no idea that there were outlets like breathwork; that there was another way to channel all of this energy. And so, work was a way to help me to regulate the nervous system Mm -hmm. to tap with into my body as well, because I was living primarily from my shoulders up. What I mean is I was living in my head. I was so disconnected from the rest of my body. So the breath was what allowed me to be like, what's happening in here? How am I? I was connected with my emotions, how feeling the sensations in my body. I was numb to it all. And so it allowed me to be like, oh, okay, I had this body, this nervous system. It is safe for me to relax. It's safe for me to calm down. Like it's safe for me to not rush through everything. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. And I could actually like feel that direct experience for myself. And one main part of the nervous system is the vagus nerve. Mm -hmm. Our vagus nerve is the longest cranial nerve in our body and if we can tap into our vagus nerve that is where we can experience calm and relaxation because the vagus nerve is responsible for our nervous system and our body's ability to relax Mm -hmm. and there's very few ways to tap into the vagus nerve to take control of our nervous system and one of the most powerful one of the quickest ways is through breath Mm -hmm. yeah and Specifically with this modality that you that you teach that we teach in our certification program the reset breathwork method we're breathing into the belly and we're breathing into the heart and out mm-hmm. the vagus nerve runs from the diaphragm in our belly it runs all the way through the lungs through our heart all the way up through the brain mm-hmm. we're activating that vagus nerve in one of the most powerful ways that you can
0: there's something that you brought up, too, about you lived in this space, this fight-or-flight phase of life where, like I brought forth earlier in the episode, that a lot of people live in this place, right? This fight-or-flight we're constantly going and doing, and it's like traffic or it's noise or it's... And for you, like, it was constantly achieving and not tapping into your emotions either. Like, whatever emotion would come up, you would just... I. Like a, the analogy is sweep it under the rug. And when we do that, when we sweep it under the rug, when you swept it under the rug, like all those emotions like that, that angst and like maybe there were tears too, like, oh my God, I'm losing myself. And you just swept it under the rug. So the body stores that within your system too, right? And so I want to say like it was in a weird way, like it was a gift for you to have those grandma seizures so that it could awaken you to what was happening within you so that you could change the way you lived, I have the goosebumps right now so that you could change the way you live and how you show up and how like how much deeper and more present you can be in your life. Hmm. Yeah. And that happens with the breath that we get to come back home to ourselves and we get to be present and we get to release those stored emotions within the body, too, so that that helps with the vagus nerve and rewiring the neurons and Changing the patterns of that fight or flight and actually going, wow, those those grocery store doors are opening for me. Yeah, that's such
1: a gift. Thousand percent. It's it's you were sharing earlier that you know how the innate wisdom of our bodies, right? And so that was my body's way. Yes, I I agree with you that it really was such a gift to have those grand mal seizures Mm -hmm. because I mean, what other way to like have your body. send you a signal or like wake it was waking me up right in- I, I would have them in my sleep and it was trying to wake me the fuck yeah Like oh. we're gonna shake until you just wake up yeah I- well he did and whether you have epilepsy or there's some you know you're experiencing some sort of physical health condition mm-hmm. the thing is is that medical research shows that almost 90 percent of what is underlying our f- physical health conditions
0: illnesses mm-hmm. what is it it's stress stress and that creates the disease in our body yeah right. yes
1: so if you're like hey i don't i don't know what the answer is or i'm looking to you know to doctors and I, they don't know what the answer is it's like Hey, your best bet. Number one thing that I would start with is looking at your stress levels and looking at the way that you're living your life and operating and looking at what's not working, what's not serving you, and how can you bring down that that threshold, create a new baseline for that stress. I don't think that stress is bad. I think actually stress can be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Stress can be really it's a good, it's a good motivator. There's good stress, mm-hmm. there's bad stress. But for most yeah, of us, sure. the bad stress is way too high. And so your body, whatever it's pushing out, whether it's autoimmune disease, it's arthritis, it's fibro, it's painful periods, like whatever that is, it's just your body telling you something. And if you can see it as a gift, like you were saying, it's like, okay, we look at it usually as like a challenge, an inconvenience of like, oh, right? Like what's wrong with me? But what if there was something wrong with you? It's just your body communicating and it's a gift. And now I just get to be curious as to what's underneath this. Uh And that's a totally different approach to, to healing. And I've seen not only have I experienced this directly for myself, but I've seen this in hundreds and thousands of people that we've worked with online, in person, with all kinds of conditions from like Corey's mom have years of fibromyalgia being bedridden for an entire year when he was a teenager. And with every time she comes to Breathwork, she comes every single month to our online workshops. Every time she does, she comes out and she goes, I am, I'm in zero pain. And it's the only time mm-hmm. that she is completely pain-free, even though she does a lot of other really great things for her health now, mm-hmm. Breathwork. And one one last like one thing I just want to share right now it just just I could go on and on and on about the miracles but there was a woman who just came to our oceanfront breathwork class a couple months back I think you were there Vicky and she she shared with the whole the whole group cuz she was in such disbelief when we were taking shares after the journey she was like her her jaw just dropped she's like I can't I can't believe this right now but for years I've been in pain because mm-hmm. she was a a high performing athlete, she was a a, a gymnast, mm-hmm. performing gymnast, and now is a a a, a coach, mm-hmm. a coach, and she's like it wrecked my body. And she's like twenty something, maybe thirty, and she's like I have you know I have arthritis and like her joints just constantly. She's just constantly in pain. Mm-hmm. She goes, I'm not in any pain right now. Yeah. I, I've I've done I've done so many different therapies and been, so many different prescriptions I've done so much for this and I'm not in any pain you could just tell the relief from her mm-hmm. her expression and and just she was just like is this my is this really my body and like I can't believe this is possible and you know it's just stories like that where again our body is so wise mm-hmm. we just tap within mm-hmm. There is always a way to heal. There's always an answer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and if anybody, if that resonates the story about the arthritis, if that resonates with anyone like that, arthritis is simply inflammation in the body. And by breathing and this practice that we facilitate, like it super oxygenates the body and it helps to move the shit through like that stuff, stuck energy. But it also helps to move that inflammation through like and it's not. it it, we're not just touting our own horn like this is scientifically proven like this is there is proof out there that it shows that that inflammation is moved through the body and that you don't have to feel that way like that's the gift you don't have to feel that way but it's your choice right it's your choice so and and I love the fact that you and Corey like he's a naturopathic physician like he gets to like do the all all the exploring on the science part of it, too, and really bring that full center into this modality of of living at a higher state of being through breath work. And I know that you guys do breath work often, and I'm super curious. and because the two of you do breath work, and I know at one point Corey did breath work for 365 days, continuous. Do you guys do breath work together?
1: Mm-hmm. We we do we for the most part we do it individually we have our own practice but there are times where we do come together and we do it and that's like especially if we are gonna lead something really powerful together or maybe we're moving through some shit in our relationship it's like hey let's drop in with one another like let all the other stuff go it's not about the, you know, it's not about the silly things that we're arguing about. There's something deeper here, and so let's come together and let's breathe. And I'll also never forget when there was someone that facilitated for us. We're like, hey, like we could just lay down on the floor and breathe and guide ourselves, right? But when we had somebody come in and and guide us, and it was just such a powerful experience because every single time it just brings us closer together Mm. it brings us closer together closer to ourselves Mm -hmm. so that we come closer together and that's really what brought us together early on in our relationship you know I'll never I'll never forget like just even within like five six months of dating like we would Go out like we were in New York City, and we were in the back of an Uber, and this this guy he like looked in his rearview mirror. He's like, "How long have you guys been together?" Like he's like, "There's just something really special in this car right now." And and we were just like, "Just guess," and he's like, "I don't know, like six years," or we're like, six months." He's like, "No <laughs> like that's it. But like because we practiced breathwork, and because I was sharing a lot about breathwork with Corey early on in the relationship, it it had me break my walls down, mm-hmm. had me de- more deeply trust myself and deeply trust him. Like there was so much that opened up early on in a relationship that I never experienced in, in another relationship before prior to him. And it was because of breathwork, mm. which share so much with him that he's like, I want to, I want to do this, this with you. And I want to, I w- let's facilitate this together. And, and so it, it allowed us to like really evolve at like hyper speed that we probably wouldn't have if breathwork wasn't part of the picture in our relationship like you know sometimes it takes a while to like you know really share yourself or to like really go there with somebody but it just like blasted us open and I think it created such a just like a deep 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 love deep soul connection right off the bat and um Mm -hmm. it's Yeah, it's expanded expanded us in ways that I've just never experienced in partnership. Yeah.
0: Now, caveat: Jess was doing breath work prior to meeting Corey, and Corey was not doing breath work. And I know that, like, he saw this in you, and like, he wanted to experience it. And I know that story is is pretty great, and we'll share that on another episode when I have the two of you on. But it's super important for me to have you and I connect on this level and to offer your story to the listeners because it's it is so truly powerful and like it, and just bringing into awareness to that you doing breathwork Jess and then Corey doing breathwork on his own like that creates that vulnerability and that vulnerability through cracking yourself open and letting go of of the stuck stories like allows you to come together into a space of trust and that that vulnerability equals humble and that equals the trust and that's how powerful your relationship is and that's how it's grown and it's such a gift to be in the space of the two of you together and I'm like I said early like I'm so grateful that our past and our journeys have together like I'm not gonna say cross because we're not leaving each other I won't let it no yeah yeah <laughs> So that that again, like that's a whole nother story that I would love to share the at another time with the two of you on and not necessarily talking about like the power of breathwork, but just the power of breathwork and couples in itself, because I think that is such a valuable insight, what you just said and and breathing and coming together and that vulnerability to equal the trust. Yeah, so that's such a gift. Mm. Thank you. I am so grateful to have you on. But before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to share before I ask you one, maybe two, final questions? <laughs> you don't know we're coming. Oh, perfect.
1: Sweaty pits. <laughs> bring, bring them on, baby. <laughs> we love those sweaty pits moments. the yeah, in, in, in... What I, what I really want to just emphasize and leave with is that again your your body knows your body your soul is always speaking to you whether you're listening or not Mm -hmm. so it really comes down to are you going to choose to listen to what your soul wants you to know so for both of us we experienced this moment where we're like okay being drawn to walk into a room of strangers and try breath work Our minds were saying one thing, but our souls were saying another. And so there's many moments like that in life where your mind can't make logical sense of what you are doing. I've had many decisions I made in my life where my mind's like, what
0: are you doing? What? What? Everyone else thinks you're crazy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, they're kind (laughs) of (laughs) right. Why am I selling a house? buying a van and driving across country yeah exactly you you know exactly
1: what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. but your soul deep down you there's just this knowing of like I get to do this I have to do this there's no other way and I'm gonna move I'm gonna move towards it I'm gonna do the thing and so I just encourage you if you there's something that's on your heart or there's something that's feeling dissonant or not feeling there's something missing. It's like, that's just an invitation to go within and, and see what's present. If you get quiet enough, you will find the answers inside of you.
0: Oh, that is, that is so juicy. So thank you for inviting that invitation. Yeah. To just get quiet and to just listen. So thank you for sharing that. So my final question for you is if you could go back to a younger self, a younger Jess, at what age and why? What would you tell her? Mm, I love this. Oh, I'm just like flashing
1: through all these little Jessicas, Jessica, you know, 5, 13, 18, 21. I would go back to the Jessica at four years old. At four years old, I had a moment where late at night, I woke up because my mother was crawling on the floor, screaming in pain. And I didn't know what was wrong. She didn't know what was wrong either. But she told me to call 911. And both of my parents, they, they were born deaf. And so I have two deaf parents that I've been blessed with. And so she wasn't able to call 911 herself. She had to ask me, her four year old daughter, to dial, actually, not even dial, it was like a the rotary phone, 911 and call and just, you know, say that my mom's in pain and, and the, I need help. I need help. And she ended up having to get her appendix taken out. They had an emergency surgery. Mm-hmm. But what happened at four years old was that I, learned that I'm going to have to take care of everyone around me and everyone else's needs. I have two deaf parents. And and then fast forward, I had a, you know, my little brother came into my life and he was, he's deaf as well. So I was, you know, I was really having to look out for them and take care of a lot of their needs and, and grow up very quickly. Mm-hmm. And what I would tell that four year old is that, yes, you are here to help your family because what else would you do? Of course, you're going to help them but you don't have to carry the weight of the world all of the time and that you get to also enjoy life and that you get to play and it's okay. And it's okay to do that. And you don't have to be on 24 seven to be the caretaker for everyone else at your own cost. And I just I I really want her to to know that and that she can really put that that burden and that responsibility down. Yeah.
0: Nice see her. Nice see you. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you for seeing her. Yeah. I I that's an invitation. For all of us, the, the little girl inside all of us, that we just get to give her permission to to play again, to be silly again, to dance again, to just, like, just really, really live within a sight again. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm more of a child and more playful now than I, you know, than I ever have been. And it feels really good.
0: What a gift to her. Yeah. Jessica, I want a gift to the world and you just sharing your, your light, your radiance. And I am so honored and so grateful to have you here. Thank you so much for sharing your journey and sharing your story so that you can be a conduit for other women to really fully expand and give them the permission slip to choose them and to live brave, live brave. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you
1: thank you it's been an honor i love you so big and i'm sending you and all of your listeners your entire community so much love
0: right now it is it's overwhelming Mm. thank you i know they appreciate it i'm going to speak for them (laughs) thank you Mm -hmm. so if this episode resonated with you you can find jess at the healing couple underscore on instagram i'll have all the things in the show notes I know they have a website out there also that'll be in the show notes too. If you have any questions, comments, please reach out to either one of us. I know direct message on Instagram, Facebook, all the platforms. If you would love to share this episode with anyone, please pass it on. Rate, review, subscribe, do all the things, download, and I would love to hear any feedback that you have. So thank you so much for listening, and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you, beautiful soul, for joining me and having the courage to live raw and radiant. If this podcast has moved you and lit a spark within you, or if you know someone who could benefit from its transformative power, I encourage you to share it with them. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Your questions and ideas fuel this show's heartbeat. I want to hear what resonates with you, what topics you crave, and what burning questions you desire to have answered. Together, we create a safe space where women's stories empower and inspire us, reminding us that we're never alone in this journey. Giving back is effortless and immensely impactful. Please leave Raw and Radiant a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Your words have the power to ignite change and empower others to embrace their Raw and Radiance. Thank you for being an integral part of this transformative community. Your support means the world to me.